We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Have you ever tried flavored condoms? No. That sounds like it would give me a yeast infection. It did give me a yeast infection. Oh, no. I think that they're supposed to be for... Blowjobs? Yeah. Like, to, like safe blowjobs, but... That, I've never heard I something more boring in my life. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yes. Hi. For another week of debauchery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need to have like an intro script. Ooh. Yeah. Good for cracking drinks. That's our intro script. Cracking skulls and cracking drinks. Oh my God. It has been the most boring. We're rebranding. <laughs> <laughs> We're a metal band now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been the most like low key Monday I've had in a minute. I feel like the unholy hour sounds like a good metal band name. Ooh, ooh! Somebody, somebody, take that new band name. Calling it, <laughs> yeah. Call it. Just dibs, shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. So the oh, you slide it. Oh my god. People were so excited. I posted um, a picture or a video last night of me and Liz had like a girls night where we weren't doing holy hour stuff, which it's been way too long since we've done that. Yeah. I also didn't realize it until last week when you left. And yeah. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, where are you going? I know. It's so funny. I was thinking the same thing. And that well, was the first time I had thought Normally about it. we would like dick around for like an hour before and after mm-hmm. and then that I feel like that was like our hangout time yeah that's true and now everything's just busy yeah so anyways we hung out and yeah. I posted a video of me and Liz and grandpa the cat that you guys hear all the time and people were like oh my god is that the cat that we hear all the time mm-hmm. that's him <laughs> he's a little celeb gramps was he's very a exciting. chunk he looks pissed as hell right now he's just like glaring off into the distance he's chilling but we're gonna try and end it with uh a little sex tip or fact of the week. Mm-hmm. That was a suggestion. Also, yeah, that yeah. was also a suggestion from a different listener. When we say so that we want to hear from you guys, it yeah. really helps us. And we want to like talk about stuff that you want to hear about and we want to structure this in a way that's interesting for y'all. So just slide yeah. on into them DMs. We're not just saying it to say it. 
we actually love hearing from you guys. And we're actually very nice. I know some of the stuff that we say on here is yeah. a little spicy. We're also a little unorganized. So. Yeah, we're still kind of... It might running. take us a minute to respond, but we will. That's so true. We will get back to you. Yeah, I, when I came over to Liz's last night, she's like, our DMs are like kind of stacking we're up. Pa- I'm like, what? what? <laughs> you want to know us? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> People are trying to get but hold I, of us. I mean, honestly, though, like... Um, I feel like you get so many DMs on your regular Instagram already yeah. from uh, your TikTok followers. So yeah. I can't imagine trying to manage multiple DMs. I'm so behind on, yeah, personal DMs. I've just been sending people voice notes back. I'm just like, hey, I can't do this voice anymore. Voice notes are the future, folks. And it sucks because I want to talk to people. Like, it means a lot that people are reaching out and I'm just mm-hmm. like, my thumb, I'm going to get arthritis in my thumb. So voice notes are the way to go. I'm always like... Hi, I hope this isn't catching you off guard. <laughs> do you ever do the text to talk? I do, but I'm such like a, I'm sure you've noticed, I like add a bunch of like extra letters and exclamation marks and shit that like text to talk doesn't get across what I want it to. So I always yeah. look like really, whenever I voice to text anybody, they're like, are you okay? Because I sound mad. Because <laughs> like, I'm, I'm driving. Sort of like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck, I'm just, just voice to text. So now I'll either send voice notes or I'll like take the time to type stuff out. But I'm becoming more and more of a voice note person as I get older. I understand those, like, dads that stand in the grocery store and, like, scream into their voice to text. (laughs) I mean, I don't understand them, but I understand them. The dads that stand in the grocery store and do that have no idea what the fuck they're supposed to be getting. No, that's They know if they come home with the wrong thing, their wife is going to be like, Send me out of the couch! Can you do anything? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. We love you, dad. (laughs) You do so much, uh, in general. <laughs> yeah. Shout know. out, shout out to all the dads. Shout out to dads. Shout out to dads. For providing half the DNA. You the realist. Have you seen those, like, uh, those, like, baby announcement, those pregnancy announcements that's, like, um, baby, like, recipe for baby, uh, one part mommy, three pumps daddy, <laughs> Oh my god, no. That's phenomenal. <laughs> it's just like I saw it on Twitter and people were like, Are street people okay? <laughs> That's so fucking funny. And it's just like street people will just say like my husband came inside me. <laughs> now we're having a baby. <laughs> Doing the one thing he thinks about all day. <laughs> now I get to carry this thing around for nine months. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm so excited to be pregnant. Uh, I mean I'm not excited to be pregnant. I'm not excited. I to be feel pregnant, like I would but be... I am excited. I don't know. I think I'd be a miserable pregnant person. Yeah. yeah. I think I would just have a really sensitive stomach. Me too. I already know I'm going to get all the bad pregnancy symptoms. I'm going to be a raging bitch for nine months. Not easily. I feel like, uh, I wonder if like there's any correlation between what your like, uh, period or PMS symptoms are like if they would be similar to how you would feel when you're pregnant. I wonder if they're like, equally applicable like oh you get a kind of an idea of how you specifically will feel based on how you feel during your period I wonder because I mean the same processes that are happening in PMS are happening early pregnancy yeah so because your body like I I don't know the mechanics of this but like I've heard that your body is reacting as if you have a baby because you're ovulating like you would if you were like about to get pregnant so like apparently like that's why PMS symptoms are so similar to pregnancy symptoms. Mm. Like, you don't really know if you're PMSing or if you're pregnant, which is what I was saying, I think, last episode. Like, 
I don't get a period anymore because yeah. I have an IUD. So I just kind of always think that I'm pregnant because my boobs hurt still. I'm in a bad mood. I'm nauseous. I have to pee all the time. I'm like always convinced that I'm I pregnant. I think you have to pee all the time because of your Adderall. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Even as a kid, I would always have to pee. So it's just like I... I'm just not going to... I'm going to be one of those people that don't know that I'm pregnant until I'm, like, six months pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Have you seen those shows that I didn't know I was pregnant? Yes. And then suddenly they're, like, giving birth in the bathroom? Yes. Terrifying. I... I don't know. I don't know how you don't know. No, me neither. I'm too much of a hypochondriac. Like, I think the second that there is something inside of my body that wasn't there before, I'm going to know. <laughs> well, you're already, like, psychic, so I feel like That's you would true. get... Before you even had, before you even conceived the the baby, you'll probably get like a little like yeah, spidey sense tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight's the night. Yeah, <laughs> probably that's true. I have a lot of dreams that I'm pregnant. I've had those. I usually okay. So I've discovered that when I have pregnancy dreams, it's because um, half the time it's because my cat is laying on my stomach. Oh. Which just sounds sweet, but sometimes I'm like, so this is this happened when, um, I don't know, like maybe like three months ago, uh, I had a dream that like I was pregnant and it was my boyfriend's was my baby daddy in this dream, and then I was like very apprehensive. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And then he was stoked in my dream. He's like, this is amazing. Aww. And then when I woke up and told him that, he was like, that's not what would yeah. happen. <laughs> so like, it's definitely a dream. Yeah. <laughs> my I, I am aware. That's good that you had a dream that you were praying with his baby. I, every single dream that I have, even when I was in a relationship, I didn't know who the dad was. Oh, half the time that's... <laughs> Like, I would say most of the time I am just randomly pregnant. That's Do you ever so- have a dream where you have a baby? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. not the giving birth part. It's just suddenly you have just a baby. Have a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have, like, all different phases of the childbirth process dreams. Like, finding out that I'm pregnant will be one dream. Then they're always out of order. But then, like, I'll have, like, a labor dream. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. And then I'll have a, like, now I have a baby dream. And my mom said, she always used to tell me when I was, like, when I first started having these dreams, she's like, it means something new is coming. So now whenever I have. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Now whenever I have pregnancy dreams, I'm like, ooh, what's going to be, what's coming? I like that. I don't know. I like thinking about it that way. Um, I've only had, I remember I had one specific dream where I had a baby and it was the cutest baby ever. Aww. I was in love with this baby. And then I woke up and I was sad. <laughs> so I was like, where's my baby? God, that was like the, the soul of your future child. Just Maybe. Like poking it. You would have the cutest baby though. You're going to have such a cute <laughs> child. My baby might be like me if it's, because I was bald until I was two. Oh my God. Just had no hair. Huh. <laughs> um, so I would probably have a bald baby. <laughs> unless your baby daddy is like came out with like locks lots of hair yeah Yeah. my brother had like black hair when he came out oh my god he did not look like but (laughs) this is this is gonna be so mean um (laughs) my mom was like so when my mom had me I told you about this. They, she, they used forceps. She had really bad postpartum depression. And after that, when she had my brother, she was like, I'm not doing any of that shit again. So um, she did not go. She went to a midwife to have my brother. And she didn't go in until she was already nine centimeters dilated. And you start giving birth at 10. Holy shit. And then the midwife was like, measured her and was like, 
you brat. <laughs> and my mom's like, let's do this thing. Yeah, so, it up perfectly, baby. <laughs> so then uh, she didn't have any, like, epidural or anything wow. for my brother. And then she was like, my brother was 10 fucking pounds. Holy he shit. He was a chonk. And oh I know, I was 8 pounds. Holy like, shit. Like, look how small I am now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but my brother pounds. was 10 pounds. Fucking hell. And he's pretty skinny now, so he's, but he was just like a straight up chonk, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And then, um, yeah, she recovered super quickly, and then she said that, like, uh, I think the next day, she was like out planting roses in the front yard, and then the neighbor was like, didn't you just have a baby? And she's like, yep. <laughs> sure did. She's like, I'm never doing that shit again. <laughs> Men could never. <laughs> no. <laughs> but she had a much easier experience with my brother. Oh, but what I was going to say is, obviously, she was a little delusional from pushing a baby out of her vagina with no medication or assistance. Uh, yeah. And my dad was, like, filming her after, like, holding my brother. My parents weren't the parents that were like, let's film the birth. (laughs) He was, like, recording her after, and then she's looking at him, and then she looks at my dad, and he was, she's like, he's kind (gasps) of (laughs) ugly. Oh, my God, that's on camera? No, my dad, he was like, we're just going to record over that. And he, like, rewound Oh, I it. wish that he kept it. That would have been phenomenal to see. I know. That's hilarious. What a funny story. He was a little ugly. But, like, a lot of newborns are ugly. Yeah, so it's I know. Nothing for- he was the cutest kid. Oh, my God. By the time he was, like, you know, six months, he was just this fat baby. Oh, fat babies are the cutest. Yeah, they really are. I want a chunky baby. Yeah, babies always come out, like, whenever anybody has a cute baby, that's when people are, people always act surprised. Like, oh my god, the baby came out that's looking because cute. because they always come So out. many babies, I mean, no, I think I tweeted this a while ago, I was like, uh, my hot take is, I think that all newborn babies look the same. Yeah. Honestly, they do. I'm so sorry. If you have a baby... It looks the same as every baby I've ever seen. Yeah, okay, so... I think I've seen maybe two cute newborn babies. Yep, I was just about to say, I've only seen Max. a couple. It's a couple of Not my... to say that they don't get cute later. No. It's just, they have just, you know, like a, even their a standard baby look. Right, I, it was either my mom or my dad said every baby comes out looking like Winston Churchill. <laughs> and that's all I can see. But all of my friends just an that angry have raisin. had babies, all of my friends that have had babies, they've come out looking like angels. I'm like... How? How did you do it? So I'm like, I don't know, but I've heard if they get stuck in the, if if they're in the birth canal for a long time, they come out, that's when they come out like kind of wrinkly and their head is like, (laughs) because obviously that. (laughs) They have a cone head. It is so good. We don't remember childbirth. They have jaundice. (laughs) Just a yellow baby. I'm like, I better hold it upside down for a few minutes. Get the blood flowing. Uh, clearly we don't know anything about giving birth welcome to the holy hour we never <laughs> said we were experts oh my god <laughs> we have some hot button topics oh for you guys today we do we have a lot to talk about yeah um the user or the user the listener who recommended uh the ending with like a sex factor tip um also asked us to talk about periods so we're going to talk about periods I- i'm bewildered that we haven't talked about it before. I know. I know we've, like, briefly kind of talked about some stuff about mm-hmm. periods. <laughs> um, it reminds me of this tweet I 
read like last week that was like, um, I've decided my period is done. It's not actually done and I will be ruining my underwear, but I am sick of dealing with it. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I've heard. I feel that. Now that I don't get a period, I kind of miss it though. Because when I do bleed now, I think something's wrong. So I like have been uh, to the gynecologist every time I get a period now. I'm like, did my IUD come out? He's like, are you currently stressed? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's why. Fucking stop coming in. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> but I miss having a regular period. It's just like a good little reminder, good old anti-flow. <laughs> just to remind you that you're not pregnant. Yeah, it's a nice little gift your body gives you every month to remind you you're not pregnant. But if, you're, if you are trying to get pregnant and you don't want your period, then we're sending those vibes out to you. Yes, definitely. We hope you don't get it. Yeah, because we want you to have a baby yeah, that you want to have. We want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. I um, read, I was thinking on the way over here how many male listeners we have and how they're probably going to want to skip this episode. But then I also read somewhere that it's a, it's a very American thing that men don't like hearing about periods. Apparently, like in other countries, it's very like a very open conversation that yeah. people that don't have periods are okay with having. Yeah, my, so my mom was, we were having this conversation about periods the, um, like last week, like we were talking about, have you seen the show alone? Mm-mm. It's like they put these people out by themselves, like in the middle of like Alaska or Canada or some shit and whoever lasts the longest, they give you like a million dollars or something. Um, so my parents watch alone together uh and my mom was like my mom's like anytime they're like women on the show they don't ever talk about how they deal with their period Mm -hmm. which is like she's like it doesn't make any sense to me like I want to know what how they're dealing with their period because like anyone with a vagina for all of existence has had a period Mm -hmm. like it's not an unusual thing it's It's just a natural thing yeah Yeah. it it just happens um, yeah, anyways, I was just like, that's such a good point because I would want to know too, or sh- are they just taking leaves and like, yeah, right. making pads or tampons? Yeah, that's shit that people without uteruses don't have to worry about. They yeah. just don't even have to think about it. Do you remember that, um, the NASA astronaut, she got, she was going <laughs> into space for a week and, and they, they sent her like, up with a hundred tampons. And They're then like, they were like, is this enough? Yeah. Is this the right number? She was like, no, it's not the I right number. I told my mom about that, too, during the same conversation. What the fuck is that? What did they think about, like, constantly bleeding? Like, like gushing blood? So will this be enough? I mean, I think that's, like, at least better than being like, let's not talk about it. That's true. At they least did they their were best. Like, but 100 ta- for a week? 100 Holy tampons. shit. I, no, I, we should talk about our first periods. I didn't use tampons until I was 17. I didn't know how to use them. So I just was walking around with like diapers because I had such a heavy period growing up. How old were you when you got your period? I was 12. I I, was 11. Oh, that's around like the the age that they say is pretty average. I have some friends that got their period when they were nine. I don't know what I would have done. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would have been confused. Me too. Apparently there's some studies around, and obviously this isn't true for everyone, so don't come for my neck, but there's some studies around girls that get their period when they're that young tend to hang out with older crowds and have sex earlier and get into like some, get into trouble. Like they- Interesting. Yeah, because they just like- 
get boobs faster and then they start getting attention from older boys and you know stuff like that and so they've done a lot of studies on girls who start uh puberty sooner are likely to get sexually harassed at a younger age Mm -hmm. yeah that's basically boiled down that's what that means Yeah. yeah it's fucked but yeah, I was 12. Um, my best friend had already gotten hers and I was terrified of getting mine. I was like, oh, do you mean I'm going to bleed once a month? Like, what the fuck does that mean? We had like a lot of health classes about it and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was in health class. And I, for people that haven't had periods before, <laughs> um, what cramps feel like is like really bad cramps kind of feel like you're like going to have diarrhea. <laughs> like it's kind of like an, like an achy like pain at least I guess that's like probably the best description for someone who wouldn't doesn't have a uterus right it's it's just a very crampy uncomfortable feeling and I was sitting in class and I was like oh fuck and I just like got up and went to the bathroom and I looked and I had gotten my period and I was so excited because like it happened you know like this thing that I was afraid of for so long I was like oh my god it's here and I told one girl. The period fairy came. She came. <laughs> I told my friend Maddie, and she told the entire class, just like one by one. So Fuck you, knew. Maddie. Yeah, Maddie, I'm fucking coming. I'm coming for you. Who, uh, who's on the list now? Maddie. Reese. Reese. Um, Charlie. Charlie. For ruining my magic trick. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to. I should send him the episode. I bet he's I on like forget. Mythbusters or something. Oh my god, I know. He's like a <laughs> magician's assistant somewhere. Oh, I would be. Mm-mm. I'm finding you, Charlie. You can run, <laughs> but you can't hide. Uh, but yeah, Anyways, so fuck you, Maddie. I, yeah, fuck you, Maddie. I was so excited to tell my mom. Everybody ruined this news for me. I was so excited to tell my mom and my best friend that had already gotten her period. I called my mom to tell her and I was with my friend and she yelled in the background, she got her period before I could say it to my mom. Aww. My mom like didn't hear air quotes because she probably knew that I wanted to be the one to tell her. She's like, what? Yeah. What'd she say? I didn't hear her. I was like... I got my period. I was like so, so like the Easter Bunny had left me a period book that year. Oh, was it the growing book for girls or something? It was like an American American girl. Girl. We all had that. Yes, that book goes hard. It does. That was a good book. Tells you about pubic hair and Uh shaving. Yes, and different kinds of bras. Mm -hmm. I loved that book. It was a great book. They did a great job with that book. And people are still buying it. I I believe it. I think they reanimated it. Like they redrew it. It was yeah, kind of outdated, like sketches. Yeah, but no, it was good. It's just, it was great. So that was my first period. Oh, the what care was... and keeping of you. That's what it's called. Oh, good memory. Yeah. I would have never ever remembered that. Uh, my mom is a librarian, or oh, was. So tracks. I got those books. Um, my first period story is way different than yours. I was not stoked at all. I was absolutely horrified. I was in fifth grade, and there's like no. Uh, Like, before we had our little, like, period introduction video, um, I already had my period. And I was just sitting there like, fuck, I already have mine. And I remember, like, one other girl had her period, um, and everyone knew and, like, was always talking about it. And I was like, I don't want people to talk about my period. Yeah. (laughs) I'm 11. (laughs) And uh, they don't have any of those, like, little, like, uh, sanitary boxes in children's bathrooms in elementary school so I'm just like walking around with my one pad and your period's so inconsistent the first like year or two but um I remember like yeah I got my period and 
uh, it was just like randomly like one day I was like, oh my God, I'm bleeding. Like what the fuck? Did I hurt myself? Like, yeah. And I, cause I knew maybe I would, it was my period and I did not want it. I did not want my period. Mm-hmm. Not at least until middle school, but... Well, it's just, there's no way to make sense of what's going on, really. No. Like, especially before you have, like, the intro to your period video. Like, yeah. the fuck is this? And, uh, like, in my mom's defense, she tried to, like, you know, have a little conversation with me. And I was like, no, we're not talking about this. I yeah. don't want to talk about That's this. That's so standard for kids. Like, we're not doing that. Not <laughs> She's like, so talk. you need to start wearing a bra. <laughs> God. I'm like, no! <laughs> I will not. I was so excited by Why are my bra? armpits growing hair? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so then I would just, like, steal pads from my mom's room and just use those. And, like, I tried to put, like, my, like, bloody underwear in places she could find it because I didn't want to tell her. You just wanted her to know. Yeah, I was like, someone help me. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so... Um, so then she, I remember my mom isn't even the first one who told me like that people get periods. My friend, my childhood friend was, Hmm. she was like, yeah, and then you're going to start bleeding out of your vagina. And I was like, you're lying. No, no, (laughs) that is not true. And she's like, she's like, I have it in this book. And she showed me pictures and I was like, no. Yeah, it's a terrifying concept. <laughs> why? <laughs> I mean, I didn't understand it, obviously, but I was just like, why is this happening? So then, yeah, my mom, then suddenly she was like, one day she, like, came to me when I was in my room, and she's like, um, do you think that maybe you've gotten your period? And I was like, yeah, and I started crying, oh. and I was like, don't tell dad, and she's like, I won't tell dad. And she just started putting, like, pads under my sink and um, tampons, too. But, like, I'm 11. I don't know what the f- how to use a fucking tampon. How old were you when you learned? Uh, I think I was in sixth grade. Okay. Sixth or seventh grade. Because I was just sick of wearing pads. Like, when you, like, because you bleed so much and you're trying to sleep at night. And mm-hmm. then this blood is just, like, going up your back. Oh, my God. It's the, oh, God. Pads are the fucking it worst. It sucked. So I was just like, I'm fucking sick of this. I'm sick of wearing this fucking pad diaper. Mm -hmm. And um, I was also in, like, dance and, like, gymnastics and stuff. So just, like, having a pad was not working out for me. So Totally. um, I tried it once, and then I, like, didn't read the directions. And I just had it. It was the cardboard ones, too, that don't have, like, the rounded tip. And so I was just, like, half of it was in there with, like, the cardboard still in and I was like this isn't right and I feel like I'm gonna throw up and I I like took it out immediately and I was like that's enough of that I'm not gonna try this <laughs> no, for more, a while. no more time and then and then I was just like I think probably like a few months later I was like okay fuck this and then I like read the directions and I was like oh mm-hmm. now sense. I get it okay all right yeah it's really a game changer when you learn how to use tampons have you seen those tiktoks of girls showing their boyfriends how tampons work yes I think it's kind of cool, though. I think so, too. I mean, that they're like, that guys are just like, whoa. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they have no idea. There was a trend where you would ask your boyfriend what happens to the pad when you have to pee. That was like, and men were like, And now they think the pad works. Take it, you take it off. (laughs) Why would you take it off? They just know, nobody, of course they they don't know. They don't know that it sticks to the underwear. Right. They have no way to know. And it's just so, I just never thought of that before. 
That's so fucking funny. <laughs> like last month I was out, or no, this was a few, two weeks ago, I think. I was out with my boyfriend and I was like, oh fuck, I think I just got my period. And he's so adorable. He's like, do you have a pad with you? And I was like, oh, sweetie, Aww. I don't use pads. That's really nice. <laughs> it was cute though. You want a summer pad? <laughs> I was like, oh. Um, but actually this brings me to a different point. Um, so I use a cup. Oh. Yeah. I've never used a cup before. I love it. It saves me so much money and a lot of time because you only have to change it. Like, you only have to, like, empty it out uh, every 12 hours. But, I mean, I do, I, like, have a pretty aggressive flow and have my entire life. I don't know why. That's awful. I, <laughs> I don't used, know why. I, I was also. cursed with this. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like just not having to worry about it yeah and like not having to buy tampons every month I still try and keep some in my house though in case like someone else needs them and then sometimes I'm just like fuck it I don't want to deal with my cup right now because I don't know I also only use like organic stuff um I had did I ever tell you I think I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast I had a really shitty allergic reaction to monostat (gasps) the one day um, never get the one day. You did talk about never this. Never get the monostat We one did day. talk about this. Did we talk about it on yeah. the podcast? Uh-huh, with your gynecologist, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. slut-shaming me, first you, got, you had AIDS. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. he just, like, gets a cut of, like, selling an AIDS test. It's so fucked I was like, up. uh, I definitely don't have AIDS, but, like... It's just... <laughs> that's just but fucking nuts. I was like, okay, we got from point A to point B. It's definitely an allergic reaction. But, anyways, after that, um... I have just been super sensitive. Like, my vagina's, like, pH is really sensitive. Um, So, I, like... I mean, I never used anything scented anyways because I was just like, this shit smells bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a sensitive nose. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I do have a sensitive nose. Anyways. But it's also that scented stuff is not yeah, good do for not, your vagina. No. Don't be using scented uh, pads no and tampons. I don't even know why they why they sent them. There's no it point. It just makes everything worse. Yeah. And it's only the plastic that's scented, not even the tampon itself. So, like, it doesn't make any sense why you would need a scented um, what's the word? Impl- implicate, implicator? Uh, <laughs> applicator. Applicator. It's like, why does this not you're like feel implanting right in my mouth? <laughs> into your um, vagina. Yeah, yeah, so I only use organic um, pads and tampons because I, like, when I tried to go back to using, like, regular tampons, I just would get, like, so uncomfortable mm-hmm. from the chemicals in them there's still a fuckload of chemicals in tampons why for what so there's a bunch of companies that are so the the um patent tampon industry is apparently a two billion dollar a year industry that's how much money they make periods cost get a cup fuck the industry that's the the patriarchy people are finding ways to like spend their money more wisely with because it's really they've figured out ways to make you need to keep like and, and they're created by people that don't get periods too like so this company um oh my god what are they called I really wish I remembered the name so I could like plug them here but there's a company that is owned by women two women and they have completely re-engineered the tampon to be all natural ingredients they last longer they ship them to your house so you don't have to like oh I think I've got I've totally gotten ads for them Mm -hmm. and it's really apparent people love them so I don't know. Like, I think that things are starting to change, but the fact that there have been... Imagine women being in charge of period products. Yeah. yeah. What what a fucking concept. They... 
I was terrified growing up of toxic shock syndrome. Oh my god, yes. Terrified. I wrote I wrote a note on toxic shock you syndrome. Did. <laughs> well, because there were so many articles like warning you against like getting toxic shock syndrome. Mm-hmm. But okay, I've known a handful of girls who have had a little experience where they have forgotten a tampon in yeah. and it doesn't come out for like a week or two. Yeah. And they don't have toxic shock syndrome. It's so rare, but the stories are terrifying. I remember reading in Cosmo Girl about yeah, toxic yeah. shock syndrome. This Cosmo girl, girl in 17. Her skin looked like it had like wet toilet paper all over it because her skin was just shedding. Her body was just like in shock, which toxic shock. But like it was... She was so sick. She was, like, on oxygen. She was, like, on a ventilator. She was, like, really in bad shape because she slept with her tampon in one night. It was, like, a cautionary tale, you know? But then, like you said, there are people that, like, forget their tampons for and then, a week. Like, and then, like, have sex. Yeah. <laughs> and then... It's really just kind of like... Give birth to an old tampon. You just, it's so unlucky, but they have to put these warnings on every box. So every every time I used a tampon growing up, I was like... And then every time I had any sort of symptom, if I like even went 10 minutes past the four hour limit, I was like, I'm going to die. But yeah. Is it four hours? I thought it was eight. Some of them are four. Some of them are eight. Some of them are like 20 now, like the really big ones. But I don't know. I haven't used a tampon in so I don't even know the last time I bought tampons. I can't say enough great things about cups. But also, uh, so I... When we were going into the office, I would keep my cup in my backpack, obviously, in case I got my period. Yeah. And there was one time where uh, I was looking for it, and it was not there. So, <gasps> so my cup was lost somewhere. In the office? In Seattle. Oh. No, it was probably, like, I probably lost it, like, on the light rail or some shit, like, digging through my backpack. Oh, no. It's probably, so. the, like, the least gross thing that they found on the oh, bus, Oh, dude, though. when I was in college, I lost my pack of birth control three three months in a row. Oh, no. <laughs> my God, Liz. <laughs> I wasn't having sex, so it wasn't a big what, deal, but it. it was still just, like... It's like, fuck, did I lose my birth control again? God, I'm so happy I don't have to worry about taking a pill anymore. I was talking to Liz about this yesterday, but I have been having issues with hormonal acne recently, just in the past, like, six months. It's been especially bad. Um, And I use Curology, and you talk to a provider on Curology, and she suggested that I switch from an IUD to the pill. I'm like, I would rather die. (laughs) The pill was so awful for me, just from, like, a depression standpoint and a I would always lose it I would always forget to take it mm-hmm. and I was having unprotected yeah, and sex if you're at not the time, taking so it like perfectly mm-hmm. like you might get pregnant right that's the thing you miss you miss like half I think a I day. know like three people who have gotten pregnant while they were on the pill because they like yeah. didn't take it perfectly yes same I just don't want to have to worry about that I can't remember to f- f- like do things that like I have to do every day like feed myself sometimes it'll be like 6 p.m and I'm like have I eaten today how the fuck am I supposed to be trusted to remember to take a pill there's no way there's no way um did you I can't remember if I sent this to you but it's a TikTok where this girl is like um I can't tell if I am lucky or infertile. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder that all the time. Yeah, seriously. Well, I mean, like, I use condoms, so. Yeah. But I have not been on hormonal birth control in five years. Mm-hmm. 
It's been a long time. I You've great. had bad experience with like every kind of birth control you've and used. And different though. kinds of bad experiences. To me, it's just like the side effects just aren't worth it. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's just use a condom. Yeah. And also like I track my cycle. Mm-hmm. So um, I also recently got an ad for like 100% natural birth control. And it's a fancy thermometer that has an app. And I mean, like, that's honestly, like, how tons of people, yeah, like, don't get pregnant mm-hmm. is they... Basal temperature. Yeah, they they uh, monitor their basal temperature and yeah. track their ovulation. Mm-hmm. And it's called they don't get planning. pregnant. Yeah. 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 See, I don't trust myself with that either. I so, I, well, I was looking at the statistics and that... Like, doing the thermometer thing is um, 94% effective. Condoms are only, like, 89% effective. So, if you're doing both, you probably won't get pregnant. Right. Yeah, I know. I keep thinking, because the IUD is so effective. But yeah, IUD is 99% Knowing effective. me. The, the copper one is 99% effective. Yeah, the um, Kylina, the one that I have, I think is 98 nine eight it's something crazy like that but mm-hmm. I know just like I've said this before but I'm like walking Murphy's law and I know for a fact that like I'm going to be somebody that gets pregnant with an IUD so I'm I still no. use condoms I just uh, know it I'm st- <laughs> have like a I mean fertile as fuck a little sixth sense yeah well I just feel like I've ever had a scare oh my god so many so many because I've there was one year that I was convinced it was on fourth of July 2016 I was crying all day because I was like, I'm, pre- I'm pre- I know that I'm pregnant. Like every time I would walk, my boobs would hurt. I was so nauseous. My period was late. We weren't using condoms because I was in a relationship, but I had an IUD, but I was still like, I'm going, I'm pregnant. But the reason that I was crying was because I was PMSing. <laughs> I was crying all day. I took a pregnancy test. I went and bought a pregnancy test at Rite Aid and I was sobbing when I was paying for it. And the woman at the counter was like, Jesus Oh my God, Christ. that's a great story. <laughs> and then I peed on the stick and then I just stared at it. And my, my boyfriend at the time was like laying on the bed. He knew I wasn't pregnant. He was like, you have got to fucking relax. So he was just like laying on the bed, just like staring at the ceiling. Like, Oh my God. And I came out and like, I'm not pregnant. He's like, I know, I know you're not like, you've got to relax. My period, no, I got my was- period that night. It was just, like, so inconsistent for several months that, like, um, I, there was, like, a string of months where I, like, if it was late, I was taking, like, pregnancy tests because I was, like, okay, mm-hmm. it's creeping up on 40 days now. Like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? It's such a scary feeling. Well, it's just annoying when it's not consistent. Yeah, Like, what the fuck is going on? There's no way to try. That's- is there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And so many things can throw off. Yeah. And I've done, I've done a ton of, like, I did a bunch of blood tests trying to figure it out, too. And then they were like, it all came back normal. I'm like, cool. Okay. Great. Good to hear. You're saying I'm healthy. I I don't know what's going on. I don't feel healthy. No. I used to do stupid shit like old wives' tales stuff to get my period to start, like, chewing on parsley. Have you heard that? No. There's this theory, and it's not, I don't even want to call it a theory. It's an old wives' tale, that if you eat parsley, it thins the lining of your uterus, which there's no, there are... No scientific. I'm sure that there's not. I haven't looked into it, but I'm certain that there's not. But for whatever reason, I think it must be like the mind, just like the power of thinking. Every time I would chew on parsley, I would get my period that night without fail. So now still, the taste of parsley is like comforting for me. Because <laughs> I would always like, no, I'm going to get, get my period. period. Yeah. But no, I seriously can't. I used to think that I was pregnant. <laughs> this is so embarrassing to say out loud. 
I used to think that I was pregnant when I would like dry hump my boyfriends when I was like in high school <laughs> with jeans on. I was one of those. And like That's some Mormon shit. It was the, Immaculate it was, Conception. I mean, it was just like, you know, one of those anxiety <laughs> symptoms that I had of just like always thinking that if anybody could do it, it was me. Like if anybody was going to get pregnant through jeans, it was going to be me. And I would make my period. Like, you, was your like high school boyfriend like blasting in his jeans? No, no, but like I didn't have the sex education that I needed <laughs> to understand that I wasn't going to get pregnant through my jeans, Amelia. And now looking back on it, I used to seriously scare the fuck. I was dating a Mormon at the time and he wasn't supposed to be even dry thinking, thinking about yeah, me, let yeah. alone dry humping me on they're the not floor even of my bonus room. Masturbating. I don't. So they're not supposed to think about sex. So I. Um, That's how you breed serial serial killers is by being like sex is bad and you can't think about it. Or like sex addicts. Like I know a lot of people that have left the church that have just gone nuts, which is great, good for them. Embrace your sexuality, but like that's just kind of counterproductive. Yeah. But um, he used to cheat on me all the time, so that was you know counterproductive too. But he, um, I would always text him and be like, "I'm pregnant," and then and he would be like, and he didn't know either. He wasn't getting the education because he's Mormon. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh my God, what do we do?" <laughs> No, <laughs> what do we do? And looking back on it, I'm like, fuck, I should write him. Like, I should send him a fruit <laughs> basket or something. Sorry for putting you through that. He has two kids now. I wonder if he ever thinks about that. Is it when we dry humped that we conceive these two kids? I don't know. I guess we'll never know. But yeah, God, that was um, hilarious. So, to answer your question, I've been having pregnancy scares like back to like four years before your, I started having so sex. Your pregnancy scares were more of that you were afraid you were pregnant. Yeah, I mean, the one on the 4th of July, I was convinced there was like you couldn't tell me otherwise I was convinced a lot of the times um like I've I've read that um you do get like you can get pregnant but then you like lose the egg immediately mm. and that happens pretty often and like you don't really know because right you just think you got your period right huh well shit so if your period's super late that makes sense well fuck yeah I know if you get pregnant when you have an IUD too the odds oh, you of, might have an, like an ectopic pregnancy or and, you could miscarry when they try to take the IUD out so it's mm-hmm. just like anyway have you had pregnancy scares like um, active pregnancy scares only when my period was really inconsistent mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That was, but no like specific time when you were like certain um there was one time I was especially worried and it was after my ex and I broke up like I think we've all had an experience where you, like, break up with someone and then you, like, still hook up with them, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> a month later because you're, like, I'm still in love with you. Uh-huh. So we had that little thing happen where um, I, yeah, I went home for Christmas. It was, like, right after I moved to Seattle and we broke up because uh, he's a little bitch. He's a little bitch boy who couldn't handle that I moved and I have a life. Um, anyways, it's neither here nor there. I would have been miserable if I stayed with him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so we hooked up when I went home for Christmas, but I had, right before I went home, I had also hooked up with this other guy that I started seeing in Seattle. And so, like, my period was late and I was really panicked. Because I was like, if it's anyone, it would be my ex. Because I used protection with this other guy and not with my ex. God, I'm so fuck. I'm a monster when I'm on my period. And not, like, emotionally a monster. I just, 
want to eat everything. Mm-hmm. I'm a bottomless pit. I get so hungry on my period. I'm like, where? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Uh, have you seen the girl on TikTok who does like the point of view? Like, she's the chill girl. <laughs> Yeah, the one that's Did I send it to guys. you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. How did that make you feel? Uh, uh, triggered. Yeah. Yeah. I sent it to Anna, and I was like, is this as triggering to you as it is to me? And she was like, I think I would literally say out loud, I am leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Every girl that has, actually not even, but in my instance, and I'm sure in your instance too, dating a guy that has a best girlfriend... They are all the same. The best yeah. girlfriend is always the same. In like middle school and high school. In college, I think they get a little bit cooler, at least in my experiences the, they have. Um, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, like the chill girl, it's not just like a guy's girl. It's um, it's like she more said. of a, a pick me mm-hmm. type of girl who wants to be like, she's always talking about how she's one of the guys and yeah. she just like can't be friends with girls mm-hmm. and like... Um, does all of these things to like appeal specifically to uh, the like the guys she's friends with. Yeah. But they're just friends. But like if you are dating a guy who has one of those friends who's like, yeah, I'm just like one of the guys. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Alarm bells go off for me when they're like when girls can't keep friends who are girls. Yep. And I know that might sound kind of bad, but like. I've met a handful of girls who just, like, they cycle through friends. And it's because they're, like, insincere people. Yep. And I think it really comes from a place of, like, narcissism, of needing attention in a specific way. Yeah. I mean, okay, I found her. Her name's Kelsey June. Um, if you want to find her on TikTok, she has this character that is just, like, fun. It's the, it's the perfect summary. Oh, yeah. Because it's not even, and I hear what you're saying where it's, like, this sounds bad, but, but I think that it's, like, there is a specific type of girl, and everybody that's listening knows exactly what we're talking There's there, You know exactly what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Like, the, like, you know, like, splashing each other in the pool, and, like, you know, like, just, like, I, the, the whole, like, flirting with the guys thing, and, like not being able to keep girlfriends because you are a type of way like and then like being backhandedly nice to you mm-hmm. so like to a to just like some straight guy they're not gonna see it but to other girls you're like I'm gonna fucking fight this girl <laughs> yeah yeah and really it's always a red flag to me when girls can't keep girlfriends period mm-hmm. and so, I'm sure that there are like one-off instances where like you know, like maybe they were like raised with all brothers and like they don't feel understood by girls. There's different instances, but like there are always these pick me girls that are just, they just don't get along with girls because they're mean and they like don't like the drama, but they're always like but the they source start of the, the drama. drama. Yeah. Oh, I can't deal. I truly can't. That is such a universal experience. Yeah. For, I was reading the comments on Kelsey June's video and everyone's like, did we all have the same experience growing up like do we all experience the same high school experience yeah everybody has that girl and I know I have like names in my head of people that were that way when I was growing up I didn't really like I I would say so I sent it to my boyfriend and I was like do you get this and he was like not really and I was like they're oblivious to it yeah I was like oh god I'm gonna have to deal with a pick me at some point in his life Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> Amelia just made a face because I kind of did. <laughs> yeah. But I'm 29, so I don't actually give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you're 29 and she should be too old to be doing this. You know what I mean? I, w- I was going to say I stopped seeing that kind of behavior around age 24. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of peters out. Yeah. And um, I think it's also because we're, like, the older you get, you just, you know, your frontal lobe's done developing. Mm-hmm. You are able to be more empathetic and, like, you just have a different view of life and the world and you're like, oh, I'm not the center of the universe. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. No one gives a shit what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, drama doesn't really affect me in the same way as it used to. Like, that kind of thing used to really get to me. Like, mm-hmm. Anybody that was, like, trying to, like, take the attention of my boyfriend at the time was always my number one threat. Like, I, and it consumed all of my thoughts. I'm like, yeah. he's going to choose their over me. And that's what they want. Like, they want you to think yeah, that to they're superior insecure. in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, as we've gotten older, it's just, like, it just doesn't really hold as much weight. Also, I haven't, like, been in a relationship for a minute. But I still think, like, I probably wouldn't really... This- actually brings me to like my favorite point that I just remembered um my therapist had told me because like the circumstance that I was explaining to her I was like I just kind of don't get it like I I don't compete with anyone because nothing's a competition like Mm -hmm. there is not a limited amount of like you know people you can date like I don't know it just doesn't make sense to me to like compete in that kind of way right like, it's not a sport. Yeah. Or, because like, we've all met a girl who, like, you're, like, I am getting this weird vibe, like, you're competing with me. And it's an insecurity thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she, the way my therapist explained it to me, she was, like, if this person is treating it as a competition, it means that they still have a chance. Mm-hmm. So, if they're telling them that, if they're telling themselves that, it, um is protecting their ego from having to admit that this person doesn't want to be with them. Mm -hmm. And like that made a lot of sense to me. So, and I always like, I try to, um, approach things from like, with like a standpoint of empathy of like, we've all been that girl where you're like insecure and maybe the guy you like is interested in another girl. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I got to overcompensate now. <laughs> totally. And I understand lashing out in that sense when you're growing up and you don't really have coping mechanisms outside mm-hmm. of like being competitive. But as you get older, it's like, look within, like, why yeah. are you feeling like you need to be competing? Like, yeah, don't make it someone else's problem. Yeah. Like, well, and like, yeah, sure. You can try and compete with like whoever someone is dating mm-hmm. in your head, make it this little competition. But at the end of the day, like, you shouldn't want to be with anyone who doesn't want to be with you. Yeah. Like everyone deserves to be with someone who wants to be with them. Totally. Totally. And to have like that mutual respect and love for each other in a relationship. Yeah. Like don't, yeah, <laughs> don't like put this person on a pedestal. Totally. I think that there's kind of like a Hollywood aspect of it of like being, you know, like your best guy friend has a girlfriend and like, then he decides he wants to be with you and it's like, but, like, if you look at that in reality, like, not a really cute scenario. No. Like, well, I would be so insecure. This is, like, <laughs> so perfect for something else I had written down um, that my therapist and I also talked about somewhat recently of, um, like, there aren't any shows or movies 
that are about a healthy relationship and healthy and honest communication because it's boring. Mm-hmm. Like a healthy relationship is boring yeah. and not in a bad way. Like no, it's, good. Um, it's good boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's boring in a great way, yeah. but like there's a reason there's no, there's nothing like there's no media around it because no one wants to watch a show about a relationship where they like have perfect communication or like, you know, they're, yeah. they, they're not fighting and there's no drama and there's no like highs and lows because that's not a good movie. But then it also sets up an unrealistic expectation of how you're supposed to, like you think you're supposed to feel when you're in love. Yeah. And I realized this, especially when like my, my ex-boyfriend would like breadcrumb me a lot where like he was a fucking asshole to me most of the time. And then there would be these few moments where it's just like everything was perfect and you're constantly trying to like regain that kind of feeling yeah um and things were never as good as they were when we first started dating so um (laughs) it was just yeah it was just like he loved bombed me and then it was just like you're always wanting it exactly and then you're like okay what is what is going on yeah anyways um I was just like talking to my therapist about how when I started dating my boyfriend now I like you I mean you saw it I had so much anxiety yeah and before I probably would interpret it I would have interpreted that as like excitement Mm. but like now that I understand myself better I was like I am so goddamn anxious because I haven't like felt like this about someone in a long time yeah and then um once that anxiety like leveled out I just had this huge drop in like dopamine Mm. and I was just like, what is going on? But, um, now that things are like normal and healthy and we have good communication, I was like, just kind of, I don't know. I was just reflecting on like the comparison between my past and now. And I was like, I think it felt like such a roller coaster for me at the beginning because I've never had a um, stable relationship like that. Yeah, absolutely. I was always guessing what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So in this circumstance, I was like, why was I so anxious? Like, well, yeah, I mean, like, you're always going to go off of like what you have experienced in the past. And like, I mean, so I have two thoughts about what you just said. The first is, like, I think that that's outside of the experience that you had going into it that caused you to have that reaction. People always have this weird low period in their relationship once the honeymoon phase wears off. And I think Mm -hmm. it's probably that same reason. It's like the dopamine just crashes and it's like, okay, now we're just, like, leveled out and, like, we're not fucking nuts about each other anymore. We're just existing and you have to, like, readjust to that. Yeah. So for that to be the reality and then you also to have all of this, like, external stuff playing in, like, of course you felt that way. Like, that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, the Hollywood aspect of it as well of, like, what am I supposed to feel like? The highs and the lows. Right. Yeah, and then you're like, what even is love actually yeah totally (laughs) but then so my therapist the other thing was my therapist today I talked to her about this um about this uh analogy that she apparently a lot of people know it I had never heard it but like about like a pottery class the teacher separates the class into halves and one half has the entire semester to make one perfect pot and the other half is getting graded on how many pots they can make um in the semester and like the group that's making as many as they can, they obviously it starts out as like 
ugly pots that have like you know they like have chips in them and like they're just like not cute chips like not food chips like yeah yeah (laughs) and then by the end they've practiced so much that like the the final pot is better than the pot of the group that was just making one pot the whole semester because like as you are learning and as you're figuring out how things are done every single time you do it and not even just in every relationship but like as you're learning and as you're fighting in your current relationship and like you know going through trials and tribulations you figure out how to like make this like perfect pot and Mm -hmm. like unless you're going through all of those like issues of like you know fights and like disagreements and and like your beliefs not aligning and blah, 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 you end up figuring out how to make things work perfectly for you. So like when you're coming into relationships with all of this external stuff, like you still have to like work through all of that, but it helps you be better the next time, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, I say all that to say, like there are so many instances that you go into a relationship and you have baggage as people call it but there's ways to like shape it through like therapy and like reflection to make it serve you well and I think it's so natural for the beginning of a relationship when all of that external stuff is at play to be a fucking mess because Uh how the fuck are you supposed to deal with it like I was trying so hard to make a perfect pot like the first part of our relationship everybody wants to nobody wants to I don't want to make any mistakes because like I had been completely abandoned before, mm-hmm. so I was. Just, I thought any mistake I made was going to be a reason for him to want to break up yep. with me. Absolutely, you were because that was reinforced in, in, like you're saying, in past relationships. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person I don't want to try anything unless I know I'm going to be good at it. Exactly, and I, you can't I'm like get, that too. <laughs> you can't get good at it unless you try it, and mm-hmm. so like. And I'm also in a standpoint where, um, like, I've been going through therapy. Obviously, we talk about it so much that. Like, I'm changing all of my uh, protective behaviors that I know aren't working for me anymore. Mm -hmm. So, however I would have responded in, like, feelings of anxiety would be to, like, be a reason to make him, like, want to argue with me about something. Yep. Because um, my past has taught me if I start a fight with someone and they still choose to stay with me, I have this temporary relief where I'm like, okay, they still want to be with me. Yeah. And uh, they're staying with me because they care about me, mm-hmm. even though we just had a fight. Yep. Yeah. It's like the momentary relief, the momentary comfort. It is... was so short-lived, too. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. My last relationship, like, if I, toward the end of it, when we were, like, actively breaking up, if I could make myself feel better for li- literally a half hour, I would do it. Because it was, like, the momentary relief of just not worrying for 30 minutes was the best it was Mm -hmm. like okay I know everything's okay and then I would start worrying 30 minutes later but the 30 minutes of bliss it's so fucked up the shit that we put ourselves through to like get through relationships Mm -hmm. unnecessarily because if you need to be doing that stuff something's not right like either you got to break up or if this is the person that you want to be with you have to put in a lot of elbow grease and not just those like band-aid yeah where you're like why am I actually like why do I actually want to start this fight yeah well it's because I'm insecure about something else, mm-hmm. and that has nothing to do with my partner. Yeah, totally, and that's <laughs> so. Maybe I should right. talk to them about it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, um, not to say that like, like this relationship isn't the first relationship I've had since my like really terrible ex. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had several dating experiences where I've been able to like 
you know, challenge my default, yep. like, defense mechanisms totally. and work on that. Yeah, so, totally. But, I, I mean, it You've been also, working on those pots. I've been <laughs> working on my pots. <laughs> and that's great. That's kind of what I've been doing, too. I was talking to my therapist today. I, I've been concerned that I'm going to be non-monogamous my whole life <laughs> because I... I'm rushing into, Liz and I talk about this all the time, and I know people that are listening can relate to this, like, feeling like there's a time frame in which we're supposed to find the person we're supposed to be with. Yeah. And I'm struggling with that because, like, I, right now I'm dating this, like, really, he's he's giving me every indication that this should be something that I enjoy, and I keep finding reasons that I shouldn't, and I was like, I just don't know if I'm ever going to be satisfied with anybody that I'm with, and I've really been struggling with it, and that's okay. Like, polyamory is a real thing. Non-monogamous relationships are a real thing, but it goes against what I've always thought that I would want, because I'm very big on, like, companionship in one person. Like, I've watched my parents together my whole life. I've been I've been so lucky to have my parents stay together, and I've always wanted that, and I, like, want that one person, and also the thought of just being being with one person scares the fuck out of me because of course it does. I was with one person for eight years and like it just really ended, ended, ended three months ago. So of course yeah. I'm not ready to jump into something, but I've been panicking about it. It's that it is a scary thing. And so like being able to pull that apart in therapy and talk through it and try to figure out like what the fuck could be going on and like challenging the external stuff that we hear all the time, like the waves of people that you graduated high school with, like all getting, you know, moving with the person that they're with and then getting engaged and then getting married and then having a kid. And like, I'm here like living in my parents' basement still. And like, which is, I'm just on a different- Saving that coin. I am. I am. I'm making it rain. But I, no, no. And I love living with my parents. Like I really do. They're really fantastic people. And it's comfortable. If getting the bag means living with your parents, get that fucking bag. Fuck yeah. Secure the bag. Well, so here's the thing. I completely agree. And everybody that I talk to completely agrees but there's also this idea of like, why aren't you living? Why, why haven't you moved out of your parents' house yet? They're gone half the year anyway. I know. I mean, they're gone. But also it's like, why, why is that a thing? And it's because of society. Like, yeah. you know, like I, so it's just, I don't know. I've been working really hard at like pushing against those, the like clear cut guidelines that we have for how relationships are supposed to look at this age. And it's different for everybody. I probably won't get married until I'm like mid thirties. And even saying that sounds ridiculous because that is an okay age to get married. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but I still say it and I'm like mid thirties, like, oh my God, can you believe how old that is? When like real, that's young, that's young. Mm -hmm. But when everyone around you is getting married, you know, earlier, it feels like you're doing something wrong. And I know that I'm not. It's exactly the conversation I had with my therapist last week Mm -hmm. um, of just, telling her like this is how I'm sincerely feeling and like every fucking day I it doesn't matter what platform I'm on someone is engaged someone's having a baby someone is announcing a pregnancy and when you're not there you're like because we've grown up having grade like you're in each grade Mm -hmm. you know there's a there's a uh some guidelines yes you're like okay I I'm a junior in high school and then I'm going to be a senior with all of my other senior peers. Like everyone's the same age. Everyone's in the same place more or less. And then, um, after, after that, like after you graduate college, if you go to college, like there are no fucking rules and you, you're not set up to like accept that you probably won't get like some job right out of college that's in your field. Yes. 
It might take you a few years. It's pretty rare that I meet someone who's like, yeah, and then I graduated and then I got a job in the thing I studied. Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I didn't. It took me a long time to get here. Luckily, my degrees come in handy, but they wouldn't have before. Like, they didn't for my first couple of jobs. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, once there aren't any guidelines, you're just like, am I doing something wrong? Mm -hmm. Like... I'm not meeting any of these, like, societal standards and expectations and markers of success that I've been, like, my belief systems have been built around. Because, you know, most of us have boomer parents who are like, and then you buy a house, and then you get married, and you have kids, and blah, 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 and, like, you buy a car, and you pay off your student loans, and you're just like, why? That shit doesn't sound like it'll make me happy. Why am I supposed to be doing all that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and uh, that's a conversation I constantly am having with my parents anytime I talk to them. They're like, why don't you pay off your student loans? I'm like, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. I would rather spend money on whatever the fuck I want while I am still hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which is stupid, but no, whatever. I but, don't need to talk but about it. But why is it stupid? It's, I mean, like, it's like... Maybe it's a thing. interest, but... Oh, uh, well, whatever. I mean, maybe student loan forgiveness with, yeah. like, Joe Biden. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. I'm just waiting for <laughs> a like, socialist to be elected and wave my student right. loans. Right, Bernie Sanders 2024. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But, yeah, no, I think it's it's outside of the interest, but, like... I think that it's stupid, air quotes, because it's not what we're supposed to do, air quotes again. And it's a good (laughs) reminder that all of these kind of like um, standards of success that we have are so deeply rooted in capitalism and um, like patriarchy that like we're getting to a point with our generation where we're like challenging those yeah. ideas. Yeah. We're like, what the fu- we're all working from home now and we're like, why the fuck are we working eight hours a day? I was just about to say the 40 hour work week is so out. Yeah. That's really, like, from, like <laughs> fucking like before electricity was around. Yeah. <laughs> the 40 why, are hour we, work week. why are we doing that? No, because we've always have. And that's the thing is like, we have always done all of these things that we like keep feeling like we have to do. And it's working really well for some people that I know. And I, that's great. But like, it's not, we need to stop living our lives like there are these like cookie cutter ways of doing things just because it's right for one for for a couple doesn't mean it's right for you or me and like Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's frustrating to know that specifically for me I know that I've never been forced I've never felt forced by my parents to live in a certain way I've never felt anybody in my life has like but it's all been self-imposed like I've I keep seeing all of these people around me And I know personally that I don't want to be in a relationship right now, period. Mm -hmm. But I catch myself being like, all right, I got to like, and I am dating. I've said this on a past episode. I'm dating differently now. I'm dating more intentionally now to then eventually find my person. But I don't want to be in a relationship right now. And I'm still feeling like, okay, well, I got to click. I have to find my person because I, I've been to parties before, before, pre-coronavirus again don't come for me before coronavirus I went to a party that was 35 people and 34 of those people were there in a couple that is a fucking ridiculous I was the only single person there and it sucked and I was miserable and I'm okay being single but still when everybody around you is in a relationship it's difficult yeah it's hard to like it's natural to compare yourself to other people because we're humans. Like we, we 
want like some guidelines. Yes, here. exactly. Totally. Because otherwise you're just kind of floating around like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? Exactly. So I, th- I think I think collectively we have all been having an existential crisis yeah. where I mean, so many people are challenging their belief systems and they're like, OK, do I actually want this? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and I think that's a great thing. Totally. Like as a collective, like I don't, I don't know. Have you seen Soul? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I think that the world would not have been able to take on that movie if we weren't in the place we are right now. Absolutely. If that 100%, makes sense. 100%. To fully accept it and take it in for everything it is and contemplate these ideas yes. of life and death and the purpose of your life. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I watched it on New Year's Eve and I was sobbing. Yeah. I, like, when it ended, I was just sitting on the couch and I was just like, thank God no one else is here because they would be concerned for me. But it just felt so good to, like, cry and, like, be like, what? What? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That movie was phenomenal. I watched it with my parents. We watch every Pixar movie together. (laughs) That's cute. love Pixar. But we watched it, and then my mom always goes to bed at, like, nine. She always, like, starts to go to bed at nine. And her and I sat on the couch. My dad went to bed before. My dad's a night owl, but he went to sleep and my mom and I just chatted until 1230. That movie was just like so cathartic, just like mm-hmm. talking about like the, pur- the purpose of life and like what we hold important to us. And like, if you haven't seen Soul, they didn't do a very good job advertising it um, because it was supposed to be in theaters and then this bitch Rona strolled on in. Yeah, but... we're still in the pandemic because mm-hmm. um, for some reason people are just like, it's not real. <laughs> Like, and then you're like, didn't your, like, husband die from coronavirus? And then I you're see. like, yeah. Like, okay. I can't. I see people just living their Makes best sense. life in Australia. I'm like, God, God. God. damn could, it. Could be us, but couldn't be us, because America. We could. America could never. Ugh. Literally. So, um, <laughs> anywho. <laughs> um, should we switch <laughs> topics? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I also wanted to talk to you about... <laughs> Oh, God, where where was it? Oh, the vaccine making oh. you gay. <laughs> okay, so I saw your tweet with, like, Spongebob. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it. is he, you know, vaccinated? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's funny, but I didn't know. I That was the first that I'd seen about it. Who, yeah, some, who said that? Some, like, televangelist pastor or some oh. shit was like, the vaccine makes you gay. Oh, my God. And I'm like, okay, so... <laughs> No, nothing makes someone gay. We all know that. You're yeah. you're born gay. Right. If you're gay. Fucking dense to not yeah, realize you're, that. You're by born now. that way. Yeah. And my logic for that also, I was thinking about it today. I was like, you can't control who you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. Like right. everyone has a different type yep. that they're attracted to. And you could apply that to like your extracurricular passions. You don't control that you love that. It's just something that, like, your heart was like, I like doing this. It feels good. Yeah. And that's the same thing as, like, attraction. Yeah. So, like, scientifically. Doesn't make any fucking sense. You can't contract being gay. Listen. You just are that way. If there was a vaccine that could make me not attracted to men anymore, I would sign me up. How many women would be like, yeah, hello, I would like to be gay. I would be, I would 
pitch a tent outside of that doctor's office a week in advance. Like I was like waiting for like Billie Eilish tickets. I, I read that and I was like, but wouldn't that be so great? (laughs) It'd be so relieving. What a stupid fucking thing to say. Well, and then I was like thinking about it like, okay, so let's say that was true. Mm -hmm. The, the vaccine makes you gay. Yep. Um, does that, what does it mean if you're already gay? Yeah. What do you have a reverse effect? Yeah. Will you become straight? And then what if you're what a nightmare? What if you're bisexual? <sighs> yeah. Oh my god. What would happen then? <laughs> Fuck. I feel like if you were bisexual, you would remain bisexual. I would just. I'm thinking of like osmosis. I'm like, what could yeah. you the, just what would happen? You just tr- go pan. <laughs> <laughs> and if you yeah, if you're gay, would it turn you straight? Um, if you're bi, you just go asexual. <laughs> Ooh. Maybe. <laughs> Hmm. it's just fucking ridiculous and like but also covid can cause erectile dysfunction oh shit there's also some people that are having like vaccine psychotic breaks after having they're like starting to see some like connections between like psychiatric disorders popping up and coronavirus oh interesting but i mean like it's one of those things that it's like if you like take a pill and then you like throw up when you're taking it they have to put that on the fucking commercial for the pill so yeah. it's like the, it's just like a law so i don't actually know the truth of it i mean like, i wouldn't be surprised if people started going crazy after a pandemic after you make everyone stay inside yeah and um people are dying and uh-huh. losing loved ones and every fucking day like frontline workers have to like essentially uh be put in a position where um, they might die every fucking day. Yep. So right, our brains are so malleable. Like, of course, that would have like an effect. Yeah, on of our, course, it's traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Thanks. <sighs> I just can't. I really can't. I tried to figure out what that whole thing with like the the vaccine turned you gay was. So I was like on Twitter, and I was like, my search history on Twitter is like gay vaccine gay vaccine makes you gay i'm like what the fuck is this because everybody was talking about it and i couldn't find the story so i didn't realize it was i saw i follow a couple of different news uh outlets just so i'm not entirely out of the loop yeah and um also uh lil nas x like retweeted and he was like it's true this is me before and after the vaccine and like that it's the same picture but the after one he has his hand up (laughs) i love him he is so incredible yeah. like he just kills it on social media too he he's really like does. no one else can compete with him yeah he just gives no fucks he's it's phenomenal so i um have been meaning to tell liz this story it's oh, a you're gonna short tell me about story fake dom in the condoms mm-hmm. it's a very short story but i knew that i was forgetting to tell her something and i remembered it the other day so and it goes along with the whole pregnancy conversation we were having so when me and fake dom hooked up if you don't know who fake dom is listen back a couple episodes and i'm also jealous because i wish i didn't know who fake dom was but he i when we were about to have sex i asked him if he had a condom he did the whole like oh yeah thing which thank god i didn't let him hit it raw i wouldn't have but like i I, that man (laughs) i would have thoroughly regretted that uh because he you know, dipped the next day. But anyway, so he pulls out <laughs> these condoms and they're just like loose in his drawer. They're not like, you know how condoms are like attached yeah. together? They're just like a bunch of loose condoms. Like he had like picked them up at Planned Parenthood, which is fine. And, but I didn't think anything of it, but they were red, like bright red. And they weren't in English, the the packaging on them. But I was like, I'm trying to fuck. Like, I don't really care. 
they're condoms, condoms, they're condoms, they're condoms. So I have no idea what you're about to tell me. He he put them on. We had sex. Red condoms look weird because they look like something's up. You know what I mean? Oh, so like the actual rubber was red. Mm-hmm. That's confusing. They're colored condoms. And so we had sex twice using those condoms. Both of them were red. And then when I was leaving, he was like, you want to hear something funny about that condom brand? I was like, I don't know, do I? (laughs) That's not like a good thing to say post-sex. And he was like, they had recently, he got those condoms. His friend, I guess, picked them up for him in Thailand like two years prior. And the company has since gone bankrupt because there was a woman who was collecting used condoms, reshaping them on a dildo, repackaging them, and selling them, selling used condoms to look like they had never been used before. What the fuck? And he goes, he was like, it's, we're probably fine, though. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would he tell you that? Why would he tell me that, A? And, and B, use them. Why would he use them? If he knew that story, why Why would you use them? So I was like, uh, okay. I haven't been able to, like, duplicate this story. So who knows if it's true. But, like, the fact that he was holding on to that and doesn't have other condoms and didn't think to say, I do have condoms, but it's probably not a good idea because... Like, that's fucked up. That is incredibly fucked up. Fucked, super fucked up. All he cared about was himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which tracks for the rest of his personality. Can you fucking believe that? That's atrocious. I I really, I really suppressed that memory. I I kept thinking, I was like, I don't know what this is. I mean, I feel like his bad jokes (laughs) dominated most of your memory. Fake dominated most of my memory. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fake domed your memory. He, he was a special one. He was a special one. He was recently traveling a bunch for fun. I'm like, that... Oh. He was, like, posting a bunch of videos of him on vacation, just all over the place. This guy fucking sucks. I know. I really dodged a bullet. Anyways. I was blinded. This is... I'm going to take this opportunity to tell everyone to just... I don't care who you are. Have your own condoms Mm -hmm. on hand. Yep. Amen. They're like tampons. Just have a few around. Mm -hmm. I would probably have condoms now, which is great. I'm very excited to have my own condoms. My gynecologist was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what do you mean you don't have your own condoms? (laughs) Like, I don't know. They just always have them. And I've been so happy since I've had them because there's been a lot of instances where a guy hasn't. So we're going to end this episode with a sex fact. Um... And I had uncovered this, like, I can't remember what I was researching, uh, but there was, like, all of these, oh, I, I, I was looking something up about, like, vaginas. <laughs> I can't as one does. As, as you do. Um, and then just, like, the most common search, like, phrases were popping up or, like, commonly searched things, and it was, like, it made me realize how uninformed so many people are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, if my girlfriend isn't as tight as like the last time we had sex, does that mean she's cheating on me? Give me a fucking break. So this this was really interesting. The the like, not I don't want to say looser, but like, kind of yeah. Like the looser you are, it's because you are more turned on. So. The tighter you are, it's because you're not really into it. Damn. Yeah, your vagina gets bigger huh. when you're, like, really into it. Wow. Even if you're... But, like, nerves, too, could make you tighter. Yeah, yeah. 
And also, I'm sure where you where you're at in your cycle. If you are a grown man and you still think how loose how loose a woman's vagina is has anything to do with how much sex yeah. she's had or different people she's had sex with, just stop Don't have dating. Sex. Just yes. just just call it a day. Put your dick in a guillotine. Mm-hmm. Do us all a favor. Seriously, like it's so disgusting. It's like it's women push entire babies out of their vagina and it snaps back into place like yeah. your itty bitty little pencil dick is not gonna <laughs> I think I was looking I was just looking up to see um what would yeah if your vagina like goes back to normal after you give birth because I don't I don't know I've never had a baby yeah so that's what I was looking up mm-hmm. and then they're like does this mean that she's cheating on me and it's like no also if you're like oh my girlfriend's loose go to hell yeah (laughs) that's not a thing yeah it's fucking sad (laughs) if she's into the sex you guys are having it's gonna open up a little bit more that's a good thing i just can't deal otherwise just go fuck a fleshlight and stop bothering women just educate yourself yeah fuck Thank you for listening to us, though, because this is good education. Yeah. Our little, yeah. Our little opinion. So that's a little sex tidbit. <laughs> Love is, that. Um, yeah, the looser, quote unquote. I hate, and we need to use a different word, but the looser okay. you yeah, are, yeah. the the more aroused you Just likely relaxed. are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who, who doesn't want to be more aroused when they're going to town? Yeah. You know? Right. I, I want to be more aroused yeah. in the town. I want to be having a good time too. Yeah. I know. It might come as a fucking shock. We also want to enjoy sex. Yeah. If you are not in a position where you don't want your partner to be enjoying sex as much as you, then you should not have sex. Heard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go here, here. get yourself a sex toy and leave normal people alone. <laughs> and that's on that. Amen. <laughs> okay i like that all right well thanks for listening yeah please rate us on apple podcasts yeah follow us on instagram and twitter at the holy hour if you're listening to this you know how to spell it and uh subscribe and download on spotify Mm -hmm. these are just numbers that will help us get sponsors yeah (laughs) and we want to do this full time yeah because then we could give multiple episodes a week yeah that's God, the can dream you fucking imagine i'm speaking it into existence yes. we're manifesting it 2021 <laughs> the year of the holy hour um but thank you for listening we love you love you bye, bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. 